fandom? Well, I'm glad you asked. Fandom is your obsession with TV, movies, comics, and books. Fandom is debating whether or not Goku or Superman would win in a fight. Clearly, it's Batman. Fandom is about liking things. Join us weekly on Fandom as we talk about all of that and more. Subscribe at fandompodcast.com. Hello and welcome to Nerd Dome Presents the Contest of Champions. Filling in for regular host Luke Hunsaker, I am guest host Brandon Ushio. Our topic for this episode is all about that feeling that you have when you have to sneeze and then it goes away before you can sneeze. We're talking about, but in nerd terms, we're talking about which franchise had the most disappointing ending. Star Wars Episode 9 or Game of Thrones Season 8? Our contestants in this episode are Chelsea Bloomfield from Freaky Geeks Podcast and occasionally appears as the indecisive Chelsea on the Nerd Dome Podcast. Say hello. Sorry, I was muted. Hi. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to tell me not to tell you what to do. Yeah, don't actually refer or speak to me directly. Thank you. <laughs> and that laugh that you hear in the background is Charles Prowse, who is the co-owner of the Nerd Store uh, in Nerdlestime and the co-host of the Nerd Dome podcast, one of the, one of the gaggles of geese, herds of cats, or something like that, that Luke herds at regular intervals charles welcome thanks we're some sort of group of animal that is hard to wrangle <laughs> yes yes <laughs> all right the way this is going to work is we have we will give each contestant three five minute segments and they are going to be talking about their argument uh, and so they can use all of that five minutes and we're, we're, we're going to do a hard cutoff at five minutes, no banking of, or no stealing of time from other rounds. You can bank it though. And if you use three minutes, then that means the next round you have seven minutes to use. Um, and then that way you'll just, we'll alternate between the two arguments. Uh, Chelsea, which are, which are you arguing is the more disappointing ending? I am going with. Game of Thrones had the more disappointing ending. Clearly and, you're wrong. <laughs> well, clearly it's a good thing that I'm not a host for Charles. Uh, <laughs> because I like things, dang it. Uh, all right. Well, so that leaves Star Wars for you, Charles, right? That's correct. Yes. Uh, okay. So after these, after these three five minute segments each, we're going to hear from the judges and you will, and they will have been judging you the entire time, just like everybody else in just the like world. Every, does. every day in my life, just like your mother does. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to hear from the judges. They may have some follow-up questions or they may just critique you like your mother. Um, the judges for this episode are Joe Bryan from Tales from the Comic Shop. Hello. La, la, la. Andy Wilson from Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye. Hi, I'm Andy, and I like to party. And the Uncanny Ryab from the Nerd Dome podcast. Sup. <laughs> Sup. <laughs> I am the uncanny ride, uncannily, uncannily, every uncanny day. 
All right. Let's let's go through. I you know I, I let you guys all say hello, but Joe, tell us a little bit about Tales from the Comic Shop. Um, Tales from the Comic Shop is a podcast that started because my co-hosts work in the industry and they were tired of seeing all the bad information out there. So what we do is we give you a peek behind the counter at what it's really like to run a comic shop. And we interview other people in the industry and that can range from any, we've had people who speculate. Uh, we've had other LCS owners on, we've had, we're going to have some artists on some uh, writers, some executives, comic journalists, just to like really give people an actual idea of what it is to work in the industry instead of like listening to all the people from the outside critiquing something that they really don't seem to understand if that so makes sense. if i told you that i heard that dark hawk was going to get his own movie and i read it on we got this covered you would you would you agree know actually that. actually we had the admins from the comic book collecting group with a uh, over 160,000 members on facebook where that rumor started as a joke when the guardians of the galaxy's marvel's legend toy line came out last week they were the guests on the show so um they could probably dispute that information very easily and give you the whole background on how that happened. And you can hear that on our show. All right. So, so you have, you have having a background in comics, you very much understand what it's like to be let down by endings in comics. So absolutely. And Andy, your show, kiss your franchise. Goodbye. Uh, I mean, that just seems that title just seems apt for this episode. Tell us a little bit about your show. Yeah, we love movies and uh, we love movie franchises because that seems to be the only way that anything gets made in Hollywood these days. So we take a long view of uh, a movie franchise and um, we sort of go film by film. And uh, right now we're we are going through the entire James Bond series in preparation for uh, the hopefully eventual release of No Time to Die. Uh, maybe in the fall, maybe after, I don't know. But we're also peppering in non-James Bond movies because uh, we have to take a break sometimes from the inanity. But we're talking about other movies that were very obviously like a response to James Bond or a parody of James Bond um, we just finished The Living Daylights uh, with um, Timothy Dalton. So we're about to get into the Pierce Brosnan section in the 90s. So we're going to talk you about... Have to, you have to do a Twitch live stream of GoldenEye on the N64 uh, when that happens. Oh, you know, we talked about that. We we definitely want to do that. Um, yeah. And... Um, uh, but, but we're going to, you know, not only talk about uh, GoldenEye... Um, but we're probably going to talk about Austin Powers. We're probably going to talk about The Rock, um, a bunch of other movies that um, you know kind of fit in and around uh, James Bond. And then when we're done with Bond, I don't know, maybe we'll do Star Wars or something. I don't know. We'll see. All right, we'll see how tonight goes. Ryab, you we we've made mention about the the kinds of animals that you are on your show, but tell us what what your show is. We we talk about just general nerd topics, movies, comic books, games, video games, all sorts of stuff. And we have a pretty diverse uh, cast of characters on our show. 
Um, so likelihood is we we love we love and hate all things. One of us is on on the show is going to love something, and the other one's going to hate it. Odds are you're going to agree and disagree with any given one of us at any time, but that's kind of what makes it fun. All right. Well, so now that the contestants know exactly how to pander to the judges, we are going to start out and. Just because I, I feel like Charles is wrong, it's really good for you that I'm not a judge, Charles. Uh, just because I feel that you're wrong, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Charles, uh, your five minutes begins now. Okay. So I, I'm tasked with doing something that I never thought I'd have to do in my entire life, uh, which, is, which is I have to shit on Star Wars. Um, this is, in, in order to really emphasize and let you guys understand how big of a disappointment rise of Skywalker was. I think that first I need to build up star Wars as a franchise and, and what it means to me and how deeply ingrained I have been for so many years into this franchise. And the reason I've decided to take the stance of talking about how terrible it is, even though I love it so much. My first tattoo was the um, Lars Homestead on Tatooine. Uh, I've got it. I've got a full arm that I'm dedicating a sleeve to tattoos of Star Wars. I anytime anyone that knows me knows that my first love in everything is Star Wars. It's above any comic books. It's above business in general. It's Star Wars. Star Wars is one of those things for me that has simply always been there. Uh, it's never. I don't remember my first introduction to Star Wars. It's just been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. And the thing that gets me, the thing that I love the most, and the reason I love every incarnation of Star Wars, and I loved um, even, you know, Last Jedi is my favorite episode. Um, I loved, uh, I still loved Force Awakens. Um, I even, I've been a fan of the prequels. Uh, And the reason I love all of these things is because Star Wars is an intricately weaved web of storytelling. Uh, Every creator who comes along takes a piece, they pull down this piece of this web, they add their very intricately weaved piece that ties into it, ties other pieces, other loose ends together, and puts it back up for a beautiful picture for everyone to pay attention to. And that has been true regardless of the different qualities. I mean, episode one, episode two were, were badly made movies, but from a Star Wars perspective, they still forwarded the storytelling. And, and when you're looking at the story and you're looking at everything everything that's been done from the comics to the, to the novels, to the movies has all been to build up to that same thing. And then rise of Skywalker and JJ Abrams comes along. And what you get is instead of somebody delicately touching this weaved web, that all he has to do is tie a couple loose ends together. And you have this beautifully done piece of art. Uh, instead it, he seemed, he seemed more like he just decided to throw a rock at it. And make someone else figure out how to tie the pieces together later. And the things that I want to focus on for today, there's there's two main arguments I want to, I want to look at. Um, I want to look at what he did with that throwing that rock into that web and how it what he's done in Rise of Skywalker actually harms previous iterations and previous forms of storytelling that were built up in star Wars. And then I want to look at rise of Skywalker as a solo movie and how it is simply a bad piece of filmmaking and a bad piece of storytelling. It's pretty, but that's all it's got going for it. Uh, So right now, I think the biggest thing I want to get across is that I have a severe love for this franchise. Uh, There is nothing in my life that is more important than star Wars. Um, And that's, and I'm going to bake my time now. 
All right, Chelsea, with that, then you get to argue about Game of Thrones season eight, and we will let your time start now. Okay, so I have three main arguments about why Game of Thrones let its fans down so much worse than what Star Wars ever did. So the first point is that Star Wars still earned its potential, but Game of Thrones did not. So Game of Thrones actually had a Naomi Watts-led prequel series that got canceled due to the negative perception of season eight, which ultimately ended the future of the franchise on television. Now, once we had Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars still had that franchise that was absolutely blossoming. We got things like The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch to look forward to. They were able to continue to do world building, and the Game of Thrones Season 8 was actually so terrible that it got shut down. If Star Wars would have ended with the whole midichlorian debacle that so many people were mad at, we never would have had smash hits like Rogue One. So Rise of Skywalker wasn't bad enough to kill the franchise the way Game of Thrones did. And then my next point is that there is nowhere to go for Game of Thrones. So George R.R. Martin has not finished the book series, and it's kind of been a long-standing point that he may never finish it. Fans have been waiting for these books for years. But then when you get to Star Wars, you have so many different types of creativity that floods into the series that you get different types of stories. You get different books. You get the comic books. You get... Like things like on Disney Plus and Mandalorian, you get movies. Game of Thrones doesn't have that. There's no reprieve where fans can go to get it to be any better. There's only that last season and then it's done. There is nowhere for us to go. And then finally, Star Wars leaves room for the characters to be great while Game of Thrones did not. So a lot of people were really upset that Rey was a Palpatine. But regardless of how you feel about how what her experience was and whether or not her having a name really detracts from the overall story or the overall message of Star Wars that anyone can be great, she got to have actual character development that had nothing to do with rape. It had nothing to do with female suffering. It had nothing to do with torture. It was something that she was able to come into fruition on her own. Look at people like Sansa and people like Daenerys. Their entire character arc depended on what men did to them. And Star Wars actually is able to transcend something where we don't have to see this kind of suffering. We don't have to see people of color absolutely reduced and killed with slave collars around their neck the way that we did in Game of Thrones. It was so hurtful and absolutely harmful to women and people of color to see how it ended with an entire white cast of women who were raped and men who really got to say have the final say. It was an absolute letdown. And then even if you take the main men from the series, Kylo Ren absolutely eclipses Jon Snow. Kylo Ren, from the very, very beginning to the end of the saga, carried that entire series on its back. Jon Snow in season eight was reduced to a third party observer who either didn't give a shit about the throne or who only want to bang his aunt. We had absolutely no one to root for in Game of Thrones the way that we can in Star Wars because everybody's character arc was diminished 
or we had to root for women who only got to where they were because of the harms that were inflicted to them upon men. Game of Thrones did not have clearly defined villains, ultimately making any reveal above the White Walkers. One shocking. minute. And they also abandoned multiple plot lines, destroyed character arcs, and then even scoffed at actual geographical setbacks. So all of this, just plain logic. If you look at Game of Thrones Season 8, it is absolutely the worst of the two, regardless of how you feel about Star Wars, regardless of how you feel about Game of Thrones. Look at it on paper. It absolutely failed its fans and that is why it is the worst of the two franchises i will bank my time all right well i hate to break this to you chelsea we are going to have to have you redo that entire argument because there was a starbucks cup left in the scene oh (laughs) i will say that starbucks is delicious and they give beautiful benefits to their employees they will actually fucking help pay for your college so you can come for starbucks my friend but you <laughs> okay all right we'll, we'll leave it we'll leave it in the scene then and hopefully nobody will notice it wasn't my fault it was an intern who did it <laughs> all right so we're at the end of round one some good arguments have been made except for charles he's wrong um <laughs> Way, way to sway this whole thing against me. The whole time it's just I got. T- I am actually arguing against two people here, not well, one. This doesn't. Let's be honest. Right. My only argument is that you're wrong, and the judges know better than to listen to me anyway. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> all right, all right. Prove me wrong, Charles. Your time starts now. Okay. First, I want to rebut against something that you said as far as 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 Game of Thrones goes, because you know what? You're absolutely correct. Game of Thrones is the worst franchise. Which is part of the reason that season eight wasn't as big of a letdown. A lot of the arguments you just made about season eight being bad were actually arguments specifically regarding the characters that developed only solely on being raped and molested. That's an argument to be had against the entirety of the series that is actually something that was predicated upon by season one. So if we're only looking at the endings, that is something to be said about the entire series. But you're right, it is a worse franchise. Now, Moving on, we'll, we'll, we'll take into account Kylo Ren and exactly why season or why episode nine ruined Kylo Ren's character. Because you were right in that he was one of the most intriguing characters we had in all of Star Wars. He was a fantastic villain. And at the end of episode eight, he has risen up. He has decided he is sick of being somebody's lapdog. He will not let someone tell him what to do. He is now the supreme leader. He is the one who is in charge of the First Order, and he will rule the galaxy. Not Snoke, not anyone else. He doesn't let Huck step up. He says, no, I'm sick of this. I am sick of all of this stuff. It's my time. We open episode nine, and it's cocaine-fueled pacing. We open straight with somehow Palpatine has returned, which we'll get to that wonderful piece of storytelling later. Um, But we open with him deciding he is done. His character arc has decided he is sick of the abuse. He is sick of being groomed. He is done with all of this, and he is going to take his own life into his own hands and do what he wants to do with it. And first thing he says, is, I'm going to go kill Palpatine. And so he goes and he decides he's going to take out the big bat. And he gets there, and the old first thing that happens is the big bad goes, are you sure you want to kill me? 
I have ships. And he goes, well, I guess you're right. I guess I'm a lapdog again. Bullshit. That ruined him as a character. His character immediately went from, I am sick of this, to I will go ahead and take on another master with no problems. And this is a trend that happens within all of episode nine. Every single character that was developed it within the the first two before, and frankly, many others that came, many other areas that came before, were were hurt in episode nine. Now let's look at Palpatine. Palpatine, everyone was super excited that Palpatine was back. Well, one of the problems that Palpatine has, and the reason that it didn't work, is that Palpatine's master plan was was the first order. The First Order was his master plan. It was his backup plan. If he were to ever die, he sent everyone off to go to the First Order. Now, he gets there. He decides, apparently, his actual master plan is this Final Order, which is a stupid fucking name. And his actual master plan is somehow kidnapping thousands of people from across the galaxy to create a fleet, which makes no sense in how he had it on Exegol. It doesn't work either. Now, the ultimate planner, Palpatine... The guy who executed Order 66 without anyone knowing, the guy who created the clones without anyone knowing, the guy who masterminded everything, he is the ultimate planner. He apparently even masterminded Snoke to take over Kylo so that he could have Kylo become the new Vader, decides to do it, to run to take a test run of his new um, destroyer to show off to everyone, to the galaxy, that see, not only is he still alive, but he now has uh, planet-killing technology on a Star Destroyer. I don't remember execute order 65.5. It was just straight up death to all Jedi. He didn't kill one or two to make sure it was going to work. He just killed them all. So this halfway thing that he does to destroy, I don't even remember the damn planet's name, but the one with the lady rocketeer on it uh, doesn't work. It also Kylo Ren's whole thing hurts Vader as a character who wasn't even in the film, but because of how bad the storytelling was in this film, it affects Vader's character. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into that when I talk about the terribleness of the overall quality of the film. I'll bank the rest of it. All right, Chelsea. So we are up to your second round. And just because my argument against Charles is that he's wrong. I'm going to say my argument for you is that you're right. I mean, I, I haven't heard the argument yet. I actually have not even seen Game of Thrones ever. So. Uh, how much but it's a pretty, it's a, I, I like the argument that Charles is wrong. It could be, it, it could apply to any franchise. Um, how much time do I have for this round? So you have five minutes and 18 seconds That's if you want minutes. to use all of it. Okay. So, and go. Okay, so if we're going to go into this traditional debate pattern, I'm just going to run down the exact list of what Charles said. So first, he says that Rise of Skywalker ruined Kylo Ren's character. But I would also like to make the argument that Kylo Ren's entire character arc was that he wanted to be like Vader. And the entire preceding storyline of the new saga, Kylo Ren left his parents because he wanted to be like his grandfather. However, what more symbolism is there for Vader than to give your life to end the bullshit Sith. That is exactly what Kylo Ren did. You may not have liked it. You may have felt it was a little short-sighted, but that is exactly what he wanted. That is the ultimate character arc for Kylo Ren, was to give his life by fighting Palpatine to save the next generation of Skywalker, which is exactly what Luke did or what Luke experienced when Vader gave his life to protect him from Palpatine the first time. Now, at the end of season eight, he tries to say that he is a lapdog, that he 
was the supreme leader and he was in charge of the first order, but then season nine had cocaine pacing. We had an entire decade of Game of Thrones where we were led to believe that Jon Snow was a Targaryen who earned the throne, that he was the prince who was promised, that Bran was supposed to be the three-eyed raven. You're talking about three movies when Game of Thrones fans had an entire 10 years where they were absolutely let down and you think that Star Wars is worse? Let's not even talk about the fact that Charles did not touch on the that any of my points where Star Wars earned its potential to continue on and Game of Thrones did not. Game of Thrones had its prequels canceled because of how terrible season eight was while Star Wars continues to thrive, which Charles failed to address. He also failed to address that there is nowhere to go for Game of Thrones without George R.R. Martin. And Star Wars has enough creative input that even if the creative powers that be die, Star Wars can still continue on because we have enough creative powers who want it to succeed. Game of Thrones relies on one man. And finally, Star Wars leaves room for characters to be great while Game of Thrones did not. Another point that Charles failed to address. His only real argument right now is just nitpicking certain characters, which is absolutely unfortunate. But every single character arc in Game of Thrones was let down. You have Daenerys who went mad in the very last episode. You have Jon who kills her. You have Sansa who decides to break off from everything and become the Queen of the North. You have Arya who just gives the fuck you to her family. None of it made sense. Not one single character was led to their actual potential in Game of Thrones. No matter what you say about Star Wars, you can still be happy for the fact that Ray had a conclusion that Luke and Leia get to be together in the Force afterlife. There are still moments that make sense in the Star Wars universe, but that is not comparable to Game of Thrones. And also, Star Wars is actually watchable. No matter what you think about that final fight, at least you could fucking see it. We waited years for the White Walkers to come through the wall at Winterfell, and then the entire episode was too dark to even notice anything. Fundamentally, Game of Thrones is worse because you can't see the action, the characters don't make sense, the creators stopped giving a fuck about it. You may not like what J.J. Abrams did to Star Wars, but at least he gave a shit, and at least he tried. He did not just give the middle finger to the entire character arc of what was going on. He tried One to, minute. it was wrapped up. So game of Thrones absolutely has the worst pacing. It doesn't even make geographical sense. We spent what four seasons trying to watch Daenerys get from like Dorne all the way up to King's landing. But then in the very last season, it takes two minutes of an episode and you want to talk about pacing issues everything that could be wrong with star wars is 100 percent encompassed by what game of thrones has wrong with it and more i will bank the rest of my time thank you all right you've got seven minutes and five seconds okay so we're going to rebut a couple things that you said here one of the things that you said was that one of the big problems with season eight was that Jon Snow's character that we were led to believe was a Targaryen or uh, was a was a Targaryen the whole time. Fuck, I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen no, it. It turned out to be that he turned out to be a Targaryen. Uh, that was actually revealed at the end of season seven, not in season eight, which means that was part of the original pl- pacing. 
that was a part of the original plan because only season eight has come after uh, the original plan, originally planned books for by George R. R. Martin. You also talk about that I haven't mentioned the the uh, the future expansion possibilities of Star Wars versus Game of Thrones. Well, did you know that Game of Thrones actually has many many comics that have all failed because the fan base doesn't care uh, for for further expansion. Did you also uh, and you also mentioned that I didn't that there that Game of Thrones doesn't have a future and had their prequel canceled because of how bad season eight was, but we don't have but you don't mention that Star Wars also had many, many shows canceled. There was actually a supposed to be a Star Wars movie a year. And now we won't get another one until 2023 and only every other year after that. So to say that these movies weren't bad from that perspective, that we didn't see a, some sort of a diminishing return on these is false. And it seems to me that George R. R. Martin's best result is to do what George Lucas did and sell to another company to allow someone else to take over the franchise. The franchise, the, the fans of the franchise would probably be happier. Now, if we're talking, you're talking, you're, you're concerned over 10 years that this was built up over 10 years of storytelling. How do you feel about being let down after 42 years of storytelling? Your 10 years is nothing. Star Wars fans were building to this end for 40 years. And for 40 years, we have built these different characters that within one movie diminishes and destroys all of the all of the different character arcs that we have seen. We're going to get into really quick uh, the overall terribleness that was the film itself. Uh, there were nine times that you were supposed to feel for a character's death that turned out to not die. Nine separate times. Kylo Ren dies three times in that movie. How am I supposed to get emotional when Princess Leia dies when literally everyone else is coming back? Uh, the only death that got me in that movie was Snap Wexley because he died in a way that you couldn't come back. It was a destruction of an X-Wing. The uh, the fact that I, I talked about Palpatine's randomly deciding he doesn't enact full plans at once, which has not his character. Uh, Kylo Ren suddenly can force can not just force heal, but can bring somebody back to life, which is the entire reason that Vader went to the dark side. Anakin went to the dark side. Anakin followed in Palpatine's steps and followed what Palpatine said solely to save a life because he wanted to be able to manipulate life and it turns out all you have to do is think really really hard and love someone more so sorry anakin you just didn't love padme enough to be able to to do this uh what about the sithectomy as i like to call it turns out to cut evil out of someone you just need to stab them with a lightsaber through the stomach while their mom says their name through the force and then force heal them and then they're fine. That arc of going from good, uh, from the biggest bad guy we have ever seen in Star Wars to, oh, I'm fine. I'm going to go take on everything and be a good guy now is complete and utter bullshit. And it all happened within one scene. There was no development. There was no buildup. There was one scene. Now, if we're going to keep talking about the terribleness that was this film, we have things from like the like i said cocaine filled pacing but again let's look at what star wars is and what has been laid out because when you are wrapping up a series when you are wrapping up a franchise you need to follow the rules that were laid out before you such as tie fighters do not have hyperdrives short range tie fighters do not have hyperdrives but somehow they can follow the millennium falcon as it as it light speed skips light speed skipping is not a thing and never has been a thing because you cannot 
jump from Atmo to Atmo, and you can't skip like that. That's not how Lightspeed has ever worked. As a matter of fact, it has been well documented within Star Wars lore that you have to have lanes in order to, you have hyperspace, hyperspace lanes in order to travel through hyperspace, that there's actually political drama around developing new hyperspace lanes to the outer rim for trade use. And now suddenly it just means cool shots. You have overall Star Wars Episode Nine. It attacks at the heart of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. It attacks everything that has come before and has left in shatters and in pieces what the rules of the universe that were created before for other writers and other better creators to come along and have to rebuild. You have to have, when you're making a franchise, when you're finishing these things off, you need to have an understanding of what has come before and ability to follow within those rules. And Abrams proved that he did not have that ability. All right. Well, that gives Chelsea five minutes and 45 seconds. And your time begins now. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and do a rebuttal on what Charles said, and then just go through and reiterate the points that I've already made. So when he was talking about the letdown of Jon Snow being a Targaryen, and he hasn't rewatched the season or really knows what he's talking about, which is unfortunate for him and not doing his research. Um, but this whole Targaryen storyline has led up to every single resolution in the books, and it went absolutely nowhere. It was supposed to give Jon Snow a reason to be on the throne, and they did nothing to it. And then as far as future expansion goes, he says that Game of Thrones had comics dot, 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 but that they failed because fans don't care. I don't see how this isn't an exact point for what I'm trying to say. If you look at the Star Wars comics, read Star Wars Darth Vader, read the Doctor comics. They're all thriving because Star Wars fans still care. The franchise is still healthy to where people are going out and they're going to spend their money on the comics. They're going to spend their money on the games. They're going to rewatch like episode nine, even if they really hated it. Find a Game of Thrones fan who actually wants to go back and rewatch anything because nine or eight seasons led to absolutely nothing. I would still argue that Star Wars is thriving, especially in comic form. All of the Game of Thrones comics have failed because the fans don't care anymore. They were so let down. Also, he's saying that Star Wars had a lot of shows canceled because they were supposed to have one a year. I'm going to argue that the bonus of that is less saturation. Were fans not arguing that a Star Wars movie every single year was highly disappointing because then we were getting way too much coming out. And then all of a sudden, they decide to spread it out and put more time into it. And then it's a bad thing. You can't have it both ways. We don't get any more Game of Thrones. It was so bad. Now we only have to wait, like, what, another year for Star Wars? I will take what I can get. Also, he's saying that George R. R. Martin should just sell another company to take over the franchise. That is absolutely undermining the, all of the creation that George R. R. Martin put into the series. And it's very unfortunate that we do have to rely on one man. But that is the downfall of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones only has one person to control this narrative. At least George Lucas was smart enough to relinquish some control and let people contribute. George R.R. Martin won't do that. And it's just another reason why Game of Thrones is failing. And also he wants to talk about how, oh, Game of Thrones was 10 years of storytelling, which doesn't compare to Star Wars for 40 years. The last I checked, Star Wars does not 
only highlight the Skywalker saga. We have Rogue One. We have the entire backstory of Han Solo. We have the Mandalorian. We have so many stories that have nothing to do with the Skywalkers. I don't see how 42 years of disappointment relates to one movie. How was it even destroyed? He doesn't really mention anything other than a few nitpicking arguments about some of the characters. So let's go into it. He's saying that Kylo Ren can all of a sudden bring someone back to life. And that was the entire reason Darth Vader went to the dark side or why Anakin went to the dark side. But why is this not a good point? Kylo Ren wanted to be Darth Vader. And in the end, he was Darth Vader and so much more. He learned how to heal people. He allowed himself to get better. And he makes the argument that everything with Kylo Ren happened in one scene. Did we not see Darth Vader defending his son Luke at the fucking flip of a coin and help him defeat the Emperor the first time around? That also happened in one scene. The nitpicking that he is making against the franchise is also like the stuff that he's praising in the earlier movies. It doesn't make sense. You can't have it both ways. And let's look at what Star Wars is. He says you need to follow the rules. TIE fighters don't have hyperdrives. That you have to have lens, lanes to light speed skip. But this doesn't necessarily mean that it's still not going to appeal to layman fans. If you are a casual Star Wars viewer, season nine or the episode nine is still infinitely better than Game of Thrones season eight because it doesn't make sense all of a sudden to have episodes that you can't even see. It doesn't make sense for him to stab, for Jon Snow to stab Daenerys. It doesn't make sense for Daenerys to burn down an entire city. All of these things like Jamie going back to Cersei and leaving Bran of Tarth, these were all things that just don't make sense to anybody. One minute. It doesn't matter if you're a layman fan or not. And he was saying that overall, Star Wars Episode Nine attacks the heart of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. But how? The only thing he really mentioned was what? Light speed skipping? Who is hurt other than a few characters? Game of Thrones destroyed a world. It left its characters behind. Star Wars earned its potential. Game of Thrones did not. There's nowhere for Game of Thrones to go anymore because the things where that it had planned got canceled because it did so bad. And Star Wars leaves room for characters to be great, whereas Game of Thrones does not. It puts everybody back to where they started or back to what they initially wanted. None of the women could get to where they were in Game of Thrones without getting, what, raped, kidnapped, abused. But then we get to see a character like Rey who can rise up from nothing and be literally targeted to be one of the worst people in the universe but she excuse that is time thank you all right (laughs) i've decided after listening to this that i have to just have chelsea follow me around and when i want somebody torn apart just to be like chelsea talk to him about uh game of thrones oh Uh, i'm an asshole so (laughs) you just tag me on facebook i'll argue with anyone about anything Oh, oh, okay. Well, so now we have heard three rounds of arguments f- about Star Wars Episode Nine and Game of Thrones. Which one is was the more disappointing ending to the franchise? Uh, so now we're going to hear from the judges. Uh, they get to they get to well do as their name says and judge or critique or ask some follow up questions. So why don't we start with Joe? 
All right. Well, both of you did an excellent job. That was highly entertaining. I appreciate both of you coming on and doing that for us. Charles, I got something I need you to defend here. How in the world can you call Kylo Ren the biggest bad guy in Star Wars history? Without up until that point, up until episode nine, because with episode nine, you can't. But up until episode nine, is that what the question is? Yes. Okay. Uh, the biggest bad guys in Star Wars history up to this point have been Emperor Palpatine and Lord Vader, correct? Yeah, I think that's pretty indisputable. Okay. And so Vader turns to the good, to, turns to the light side because of the love of his son, because of the love for his son. So his light, so, so he becomes not as bad of a bad guy. And ultimately, we find out from the pre- prequels that he is actually the only there because he has been twisted and manipulated. So that's not really that bad of a dude. That's just somebody who's been abused and beat the shit out of. And so that puts Palpatine as being the big bad at that point. So Palpatine versus Kylo Ren. Palpatine's a bad guy. There's no question about that. He manipulated and 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 formed the Empire. He is the one that controlled and got everyone uh, unseated the Senate. But when you get to Kylo Ren and you get to the sheer dark side within Kylo Ren, we hear Luke say that he's never seen something so dark uh, from Episode Eight. We see him rising up and taking out his master in a way that Vader never could. We see him able to control and actually beat the resistance. He is, he has the resistance on the run more than the rebellion was ever on the run. He has single-handedly destroyed thousands of lives. He has done something that Palpatine was never able to do. He effectively rules the galaxy. He took out the New Republic. He now is the supreme leader of the First Order, who rules the galaxy because there's nothing to defend against him except for the what, what's left on the Millennium Falcon. So, yeah, he did what, what Palpatine was trying to do, but he was successful up until episode nine. All right. I mean, I'm not trying to start another sh- debate here. I just was curious. I just wanted to hear you defend that point. So uh, that's interesting to me. As far as my critique goes, Chelsea, I really liked your argument about nowhere for the series to go. Ray's arc being empowering that Game of Thrones starting in season, I think seven and eight and then leading into eight, particularly in my opinion, there is no one to root for. You're correct. I mean, everyone's terrible. The development of the characters is just flat out illogical. Charles, I thought you had a very solid rebuttal in round two when you said that Game of Thrones is a worse franchise. Palpatine's plan was stupid. You are correct. And then Chelsea, you came back and attacked Charles' argument very well. The fact that Star Wars is still going and will continue to go on probably forever is a very good point. I found it interesting that you thought Charles was nitpicking character flaws. I kind of felt like attacking creative decisions. I thought you did a very good job of that. So I don't know that I thought that was exactly fair to call that nitpicking. But I do completely agree that all the character arcs failed. The Battle of Winterfell was definitely way too dark. That was another thing that I I completely forgot about that. That's how bad it was. It didn't even make an impression. (laughs) Well, let me just tell you as a tech guy, that makes Xfinity the bad guy. No, 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 no. This this was this was this was a this was a conscious decision by the show creators. If you watch the episode, Brandon, it is very clear. On all the tech Um, shows, that's all they were talking about for a couple days. Oh, the compression artifacts. But that's beside the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least JJ tried is another. I guess that, that that is a valid argument. And then Charles, you had another very strong start to your third round. The fan base doesn't care for expansion. 
Star Wars and movies have been canceled because of how bad Episode Nine was. I kind of feel like it. I, I I don't think that's exactly fair. I think there was franchise fatigue from Episode Eight that led to Solo underperforming. And I mean, Solo, you know, it's I don't hate Solo, but it's not a great movie. I think there's a lot more going on to why stuff is being canceled and slowed down than just episode nine. But I understand your point, the hyperspace lanes and stuff that, you know, attacking the heart of star Wars. I thought that was, um, and the Sithectomy for ceiling again, I, I agree with those arguments, but Chelsea, I think I'm going to give you the win on this one because you're right. Game of Thrones fans don't care anymore because it is so bad. And I was actually, I started this argument on Charles' side. I have to say that just from, as a fan, I felt episode nine was more disappointing, but Chelsea, you convinced me. So you get the win from me. Okay. Thank you for your critiques and thanks for listening. I I love how we have Chelsea, who's just like tearing everything apart. And now she's like, oh, well, thank you very much for your critique. I appreciate it. (laughs) I hated it. And I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) i i i think we are now at the point of inebriation where things things are becoming a little bit more civil i want to expand that the reason i think it goes to what was the question and i charles i think you've very much focused on what was worse and why it was bad but you didn't focus on why you didn't tell us why it was disappointing and chelsea did an excellent job of illustrating why Game of Thrones was so disappointing. Like, all right, that and, makes sense. Andy, let's let's hear from you. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, great job to both of you. I really enjoyed this. Um, I I was also primed to agree with Charles here. Uh, I think The Last Jedi is one of the best movies of the last ten years. Um, and I was incredibly disappointed, you know, as someone who has watched, um, the original star Wars literally over a thousand times, um, you know, like I have not revisited rise of Skywalker since I saw it at a press screening, wrote my review and I'm like, I'm done with it. I don't need to see it again. So, um, you know, it remains unwatched for me, uh, it was disappointing. And you, I think you successfully elucidated a lot of the reasons why a little sad. You didn't bring up my favorite character, Rose Tico and how she was sadly underutilized and she was done dirty. Yeah. And she was done definitely terrible. Yeah. So, uh, I was, I was very sad about that. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark you off some points for there. But Chelsea, your arguments were really strong as well. And I think, I think Joe did a great job of, you know, uh, going through all of your individual arguments and, and where they were good or not. And, you know, I spent uh, Sunday nights uh, last spring uh, telling all of my friends to watch Supergirl instead of Game of Thrones because Supergirl was not going to be disappointing. And uh, I, I remain correct on that point because that... <laughs> That season of Supergirl was was great. Um, I stand by that. Uh, but you know, I here's here's the problem. 
I think I want to agree with Charles, like in my heart of hearts, but Chelsea, you made the better arguments. And so I'm going to give this to you and, and for style points, Charles, you didn't send me any pictures of you drinking wine. Come on, man. That's, you know, I was thinking about taking one of the beer I was having, but I just didn't feel like that would have been as good as the boxed wine. Okay. Next, next time. Next Next time time I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we, if you ever listen to anything that I do with the uncanny Ryab, I have this uncanny ability to always make him go last when (laughs) excellent points have already been made. And so I apologize about that, Ryab, but I really, what I would really like to hear from you now is how I was right by saying that Charles was wrong. <laughs> well, Brandon, I just have to say you hosted so well and your points against Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate um, the feedback. <laughs> you did turn um, a judge against me. I I have accepted my lot in life and that Nick always goes first and Ryab always goes last. So I, I did not expect anything less here. Um, Chelsea. I just have to say, you slayed your opening. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> um, you came out of the gate with super passion. Charles's passion builded, and in, 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 Charles, your passion builded in your argument, but Chelsea came out of the gate with with the emotion. Um, I really like both of your arguments. For Charles, for you not preparing a, a wit because I know you didn't. Not that was really that was really good. I know you're a practiced hand at at this argument, but that was still very good and and adapting it to the context of of counterpointing Chelsea. You, you did very well. Just not well enough. I oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my opinion doesn't matter because you've already have two votes against you. <laughs> I my. My biggest critique, and, and you and I, you and I have had this argument before as well. But I don't like that you use the expanded universe, except for Rise of Skywalker. Like you use it in everything else, but you never use Rise of Skywalker's expanded universe stuff. So you have to you have to use it all. What expanded universe point, stuff is explained in Rise of Skywalker? Lots of it. Um, after after <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, they released things to fix. I, I agree yeah. with you. There there were story problems. Now that now that we've all gone against Charles, I can say I do agree with you. There were story problems, Thanks. but they tried to fix that in the expanded universe. I think is what you're trying to say, Ryab. Yes, and that does illustrate your point, point Charles, in that J.J. Abrams thrown threw a rock in it and expected other people to fix it. Yeah, but you're still using what other people fixed in the other movies as pros for those movies, and not using what they fixed in in rise of Skywalker for pros for that movie is my complaint. Chelsea, your the, the, the consolation of extra material uh, that star Wars has that game of Thrones does not uh, on that same line is, is resonates with me. That's a big impactful thing for me. Cause I like all of the material and, and you're right there. There, there isn't any good game of Thrones comics. There isn't any, a thing other than the TV show and the books. So I, the telltale video good, game for game of Thrones is really good. Just to be fair. I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm wrong, I guess. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, that was, yeah, I didn't. Point against Joe. And, and I totally forgot about that until you just mentioned it. And then I realized, oh, I hate that game. But <laughs> um, <laughs> um, your, uh, your, passion, your passion carried 
carried your argument so well, Chelsea. And one of my favorite things that you, your argument was, is that the, the geo, how, how geography played such an important part and they just threw it out of the window at the end. Especially my favorite, my favorite thing is the faster than light Ravens that they developed in the last season uh, to get messages back and forth was, was the thing that drove me. So yeah, I, I was inclined to, to agree with Chelsea in the beginning and I still agree with Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that I've lost, I want to point out two things that won't sway the judges. Uh, the comic series ended and was canceled before episode or season eight even aired. So it wasn't because of a uh, season eight. Mm-hmm. Also, I failed that last argument because I got a phone call from my store. Oh. <laughs> uh- I do want to say thank you, judges, for voting for me. Also, Charles, you know that I love and respect you. You're one of my heroes in the fact that you own a business, the business comic stores, and that you're always so kind and caring, and you are one of the best people I know. And I think that the only reason that I got this round was just because Star Wars is so amazing, and even the worst of Star Wars is still really hard to argue against Game of Thrones because... I agree with you. I think that Star Wars has 42 years of amazing content and it's hard to put that aside. So I think that you kind of started with a little bit of a handicap in this round and a lot of your arguments really got me, got, got gooped. Um, so I definitely appreciate you. And I was very proud to go against you in this round. And I was proud to send out my arguments to all of you judges. I respect you all. And I hold you in the highest esteem in my heart. Thank you. Well, we we can all also agree that, well, all of us except for Charles, that just like checking your bank account, Game of Thrones Season 8 is always disappointing. So we are, uh, so let's wrap this up. Uh, Charles, where can people find you, your stuff, your store, all of that fun stuff? Uh, I'm at the Nerd Store inside Valley Fair Mall in West Valley City, Utah. Come on down. Uh, we have some website stuffs. There's three websites. So go to nerdsterutah.com to check us out there. Also, co-host over on Nerd Dome Podcast when I decide to actually show up for an episode. And Wasatch Comic Con whenever COVID goes away and we can start doing fun things again. All right. Chelsea, how about you? Um, So I'm one of the co-hosts at Freaky Geeks Podcast. My co-host is Noelle. She's as beautiful as she is talented. I'm also on the Nerd Dome podcast sometimes. Um, now that we're actually able to record uh, from home, I'll be on it more. I run Utah's Graphic Novel Book Club, and I also write for Bleeding Cool. Um, so, And I also love my dog, Puffin. Thank you. And I also love Box Wine. I also love Ryan. Um, I love all of you. I love Andy. I love Joe. I love Brandon. I just really love everybody. So now we're at the part of the box wine where you just love everything. Okay. We, I I got it. Got it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Joe, where can people find your stuff? Uh, you can find me over at tales from the comic shop. We are on, uh, every, pretty much every major podcast hosting, um, site. Yeah, that's about it right now. All right, Andy, how about you? Yeah, uh, search for Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye on pretty much any major podcasting platform. Spotify, Apple, uh, we're, we're on all of them. Come check out our Facebook group. Um, we hang out a lot in there. And uh, I post a lot of polls and things like that and discussions uh, about the episodes. would love to hear from you. Uh, and, and tell us what you think. Um, 
You can also find me writing over at Bleeding Cool every once in a while, where I'm also writing about the James Bond films and sometimes about TV and other things, uh, and also occasionally over at Graphic Policy. So uh, check out all of those places. All right, Ryab. You can find me as well on the Nerd Dome podcast. Check us out on Facebook and the, any podcatcher you use, wherever fine podcasts are found. Um, all of us are also part of the the GNN, the, the Geek Nerd Network. Um, so you can find us all there as well, all of our respective shows. All right. I'm Brandon. I have been the fill-in host for Luke Hunsaker. Uh, I am from the show Fandom at fandompodcast.com, where we just talk about all the fun fandom things and we just like things we just talk about the things that we like which is pretty much everything so find all of these shows and more over at geeknerdnetwork.com uh we have updating players for each of our shows there all right so until next time i guess all i have to say is until next time may the fandom be with you this show is part of the geek nerd network geek nerd network find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com this is Jen. They're saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Hey, I'm Chelsea. And I'm the battle cry of a thousand angry Branch Davidians. And hey, what's up? My name is Noelle, and I am the ghost of Bill Cooper. And we have a podcast called Freaky Geeks. Where you can hear us scream about birds not being real. And Stan Lee being the real-life inspiration for the little girl backwards crab-walking down the stairs in The Exorcist. Find us on all social media and listen to episodes anywhere podcasts are heard.